0: Hello and welcome to Top Deck Heroes. This is your host as always, Zachary Mellon, joined today by a new co-host, Mr. Wayne Lloyd. Hello, thank you for having me. Of course. Wayne is another one of the co-hosts we brought on when we uh, changed our format here at Top Deck Heroes, and he is joining us to continue Episode 3 of our project here, Ranking every commander by color. Yep, I'm glad to be working on the black. Black is actually my favorite color in the game. Well, that's what I'm shooting for, and having all of you in to talk about the colors you like most. So this this is an interesting list of commanders.
1: Yeah, definitely none are just, like,
0: absurd, like some of the blue ones, but definitely got some good ones to talk about here yeah yeah i mean at least on average it's a uh, it's better power level than white
1: yeah uh, i'll be honest i i don't like mono white in edh
0: no one i think does there's a reason i ended up having to do that episode alone <laughs> for some reason no one wanted a part of it
1: let's be honest if people did jump in and be a lot
0: of ragging on These white commanders. Yeah, alright. So, we have 77 commanders on today's list. Uh, To briefly review the ranking system that uh, I revealed in more detail in the mono-white episode, uh, how this is done is that I have assigned each of the commanders a score of 1 to 10 for power, as in the raw power of the commander, uh, 1 through 5, or 0, unfortunately, through five for flexibility, the number of different decks a commander can be played in, and zero through five for design, which is representing both uh, flavorfully or mechanically unique effects. Uh, Once they are given a combined score, we rank them up and then... uh, We are going to breeze through, as usual, just listing off our lower point ones. When we get up to more interesting commanders, around the 12 total points, we'll actually be using place numbers. Looks like that's going to be our top 25 today, is where the conversation will really get a little more in-depth. But first, we have to make our way through all of the Kamigawa and Portal's Three Kingdoms, commanders. Yeah, and there's some trash ones down here. Oh, Homelands too. I almost forgot about Homelands.
1: And there's there's one from Cold Snap that can't forget how useless he is as a commander.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think black is a uh, black's one of the few colors to have commanders that are actively uh, actively harming you to play uh before we start, or literally was, impossible to cast. So to start it is worth Mentioning uh, two commanders that could not be on our list, Gristlebrand and Braids Cabal Minion, as we talked about in our ban list episodes.
1: Yeah, and those are ones that would be on that absurd level that. I'm relatively
2: sure Gristlebrand
0: would be on our list. Yeah, yeah, easily. All right. All right. So, starting way down at 77th place, uh, with only two total points, we have Chelren Way Commander, and Hakon Stromgold Scourge. Stormgold? Yeah, Stromgold Scourge. Alright. The worst commanders. Oh.
1: Yeah, there's, there's not much to say about these. They're, one literally cannot be cast, and the other is
0: trash. Aken cannot be cast. Uh, Chow Wei continues this weird series of Portals Three Kingdoms advisors that on your turn before you attack, you can tap them to give an effect. There's a lot of them. Um, they're awful. Just awful. All right. Three um, this,
1: actually, uh, that one's not even the one that gets a tap to do a thing. That one's the one that enters and you lose life.
0: Oh, yes. Even even worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Chao Ren. Horsemanship wow. is also just automatic reason for a card to lose design points. It's just sloppy.
1: It's a funny way of saying unblockable.
0: 99.9% yeah. of the time. And at three points, we have Irini Gear. Zun Yu, Way Advisor, Veldrain of Sengir, and Xiao Liao, Hero of Hefei. Zhang Liao, Hero of Hefei. God. I'm so done with portals.
1: <laughs> yeah, some,
0: some of these I have, I have to actively look up in order to actually know what we're even talking about. Portals, and here we have homelands. Got a couple homelands in here. <laughs> Yeah, All (laughs) (laughs) Alright. We're just gonna gonna keep moving briskly along as we go into four points. We have Zeng Zeng Hei Wei General, Sima Yi Field Marshal, He Who Hungers, Isan Shade, and of course, Sage the Untouchable.
1: I'll be honest, I feel Sage should be even lower on the list because there's so few ways of actually
0: getting her out. But there are ways, and when she gets out, she's a pretty scary thing on the board.
1: Yeah, she can be pretty funny.
0: I mean, you just need a, you know, Torpor Orb or Platinum Angel. Or to counter her. It's true. With your whole, like, two or three options to do that. Yeah. Uh, And the rest of these are... Either they might as well be vanilla creatures, or they're actively worse than a vanilla creature. Yeah. I'm not even sure I'd who he to... Hungers is, and I made this list. I'd have to look up a bunch yeah. of these, and I—none of them are worth it. I can tell you that right now. Okay. All right. Uh, five points total. We have Gallo Braid, Spirit of the Night, Kiyoki, Sanity's Eclipse, and Infernal Kirin. I'm so sick of Kirins, too. There's a Kirin in every color, and they are all struggling to break six or seven points.
1: Aren't they all, uh, triggered off of casting Spirit or Arcane spells also?
0: Yep. Yep, that is why they are as low as they are.
1: Yeah, you mentioned
0: it, uh, in previous episodes, that it's just not an effect that there's enough of them to be relevant. And there's so many cards that associate with them. Can't so many commanders. <laughs> <sighs> Alright. Uh, next up for six points, oh, I haven't been saying, but we are now at a uh, six-point category is 62nd through 59th place. We have Myojin of Knight's Reach. Morin Fen, Akuta, born of ash, and Kiku, knight's flower.
2: Now,
1: Morin Fen is the uh, is a flying five five, right? I'm just trying to see if I remember these off the top of my head.
0: Uh, Morin Fen is a five mana flying five four with cumulative upkeep,
2: pay one life. He's a five turn clock? Best I can say. And not even. Most <laughs> th- Barely.
0: Uh.
1: Yeah, most of these I don't even remember. Even after having looked them up, uh Myogen, I just remember having uh a discard ability. I'm
0: really adverse to generals that do discarding. Yeah. And myogen is in, in, in general. It's eight mana for a five-two that's indestructible some of the time and has a discard ability. Yeah. Not nah, worth it. Not even a little. Alright. In fifty-eighth and fifty-seventh place, with seven total points, we have Yukora the prisoner and patron of the Nizumi. Yeah. Yeah. There's another thing uh, I noted on the last list is that there there are many commanders and Patron of the, Ni- the Nizumi is one of them that cater to a deck type that doesn't exist.
1: What does the patron do again?
0: Uh, it's it's a uh, Patron of the Nizumi is 5 black black for a 6-6 six six spirit with rat offering, and whenever a permanent is put into an opponent's graveyard that player loses one life. It's not awful, but it's asking you to play rats in mass.
1: Yeah, and we've got a much better general for uh, playing
0: rats in mass. uh, A bit higher on the list. Yeah, and I mean, there aren't even enough rats for it to really be worth it to me, at least. And you're never going to sacrifice a rat big enough for his rat-offering ability to matter?
1: Relentless rats can be played for any
2: number in the deck. Alright, eight
0: total points. <laughs> We're moving along. <laughs> in 58th through 51st place, we have Commander Greven Ilvec, Cabal Patriarch, Kagemaru, First to Suffer, Baron Sengir, Greel, Mindrager, and Chow Chow, Lord of Wei.
1: If I recall correctly, some of these also have that whole discard thing that we were talking
0: about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kagamaro, Greel. Um, I think the most notable one in here is Cabal Patriarch for having, I mean, not good but neat ability.
2: Yeah, it's,
1: it's, a, it's repeatable removal but it's not
0: big removal there's better repeatable removal higher up yeah uh commander grevin Ilvec is actually cool i might actually say he's the best one in this category uh really because he just looks like a normal non-legendary creature in in modern day magic
1: he also has a bit of an important power uh level like seven power is pretty good because the first point at which you get to actually start
0: three-shotting people with your general without pumping them. Seven power is great, but he is as low as he is because he is still a, uh, six-mana commander, and there are just... there's just better ones. There's just There are ones. There definitely are, but he's... he's at least here because he's not bottom of the barrel. It's true. All right. Next up, uh, in the first category that could be considered semi-playful, uh... The nine point commanders number 50 through 42 we're in the top 50 we have parage of Urborg Krovax the Cursed Miri the Cursed Ascendant Evancar Visara the Dreadful Kokusho the Evening Star Iname Death Aspect Maga Traitor to Mortals and Korlash, Ear to Blackblade we've actually got some
1: pretty good ones in here uh, in my opinion, like Vasara is uh, just a decent creature on her on her own, and Kokusho was actually banned for a short time.
0: Well, I I don't know if you count it a short time, but still, I would say these commanders are where we start getting into the cards I'd put into a ninety-nine category.
1: Yeah, though I have seen good work done with Iname um, in one of
0: my friend's decks. Iname, Vassar the Dreadful's good. Ascendant Evankar even is, isn't a bad thing in a black creature-heavy deck. Yeah. The, I do... These like, definitely... Sorry? I love the design on Crovax the Cursed. Oh, yeah, I really like Crovax also. I've also got some missed out to feel for him, too. So, Crovax is a uh, 2 black black for a zero zero 0 vampire... He enters the battlefield with four plus one plus one counters, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may sacrifice creature. You do, put a plus one plus one counter on Crovax. If you don't, remove a plus one plus one counter from Crovax. And black, Crovax gains flying until end of turn. It's just neat. Yeah, it's, so... it's a clean dice design to show like descent into vampirism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he can grow pretty big on his own. Yeah, yeah. Makes a bigger and bigger threat every turn with natural evasion. I like this. I like cards now. Like at this point in the list you can actually start liking cards.
1: Yeah. And, and like not feel bad if you were to run them as a general. You have better options, but I wouldn't be angry at you if you had a Kokushou deck.
0: Yeah. I'd say I'd say this next category is where we start getting into the commanders I could actually see being run for whatever reason. So, yeah. At 10 total points, numbers 41 through 34 are Shouku, Endbringer, Ink-Eyes, Servant of Oni, Neferox Overlord of Grixis, Kathafed, Soul Hoarder, Sizen, Perverter of Truth, Volrath, the Fallen, Drana, Liberator of Malakir, and Dun the One-Eyed. Now, I honestly personally
2: feel
1: like Nephrox could have gotten higher on the list just because he does, he is kind of an interesting commander as he he promotes mono-black kind of like a control build potentially to even Voltron where you're controlling the opponent's board and yet just have this one finisher you're attacking with each turn. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean he is probably a little stronger than I gave him credit for big count against him is, again, his mana cost in comparison to those of just more powerful cards. Six mana gets you some pretty nice commanders.
1: Yeah, you can get some good ones in there. But,
0: uh, I don't know. Nefrox isn't doing it for me. He doesn't... Unless he has uh, an extra way of getting some pump, he's not hitting that seven damage on his own. Mm Mm-hmm so. Volrath, on the other
1: hand could. Actually, he could just one-shot someone, so.
0: It's true. Um, and, uh, I actually think Kothafed is, is an underestimated commander, honestly. I always just kind of had him in my head as mediocre. But, mm. he's not, I mean, whenever a permanent owned by another player is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you draw a card and lose a life. You know, attached to a 6-6 six, six flyer for 6. Like, that's not bad. It's just not really great.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have some effects similar to this on non-legendaries that can just be in your 99. Exactly.
0: All right, uh, last uh, quick category. At 11 total points, numbers 33 through 28, we have Hythonia, the Cruel, Kuan, Ogre Ascendant, Obnixilis, Unshackled, Hirobi, Death's Wail, Anawan the Ruin Sage, Toshiro Umezawa, Marilyn of the Morden Song, and Maronar.
1: Now a few of these I feel like you really could have pushed up. Like Marilyn the Morden Song is actually pretty powerful as a combo enabling general. And she's definitely an interesting idea. I think she deserves a little bit more love.
0: I let's see, she was She was given a bit of a low design rating just because uh, locking players out of card draw is something that generally is pretty frowned upon in most playgroups, and attaching it to your commander makes it uh, very easy to happen. But everyone gets to tutor every turn. It's true, and that just leads to whole other issues. I don't... I like the idea... Of what they're going for here. I just think, in general, she leads to some unfun game states. Some decks are going to benefit from her a lot more than others. Yeah, so
2: you've, you build your deck to benefit the most. Yeah. Like most, that but... silly ad nauseum
0: deck out there. I like, uh. I actually find Toshiro Umezawa super interesting. I just don't know that there's enough fuel to keep him going.
2: Just
1: double-checking what he does. Bushido 1. Whenever a creature in opponent controls dies, you may target instant card from your graveyard. If that card would be put into a graveyard this turn, exile it instead. 3-drop, 2-2. Two, two. All right, yeah, I think he's, he's definitely a cool creature. And it's cool that you can uh, actually kill something and then be able to just basically flash back that thing that you just used kill
0: yeah i mean if nothing else like you can do some pretty series, pretty silly just like series of kills by just continually flashing a kill spell back from your graveyard so you kill another creature and do it again well you you have to exile the spell that you flash back it's true but i'm I'm saying if you have enough of them built up okay yes if you have a bunch of them you know, when you play him, you know, second time around in the late game.
1: Yeah, or if you just have a bunch in
0: hand, you can cast from hand, flash back, cast another from hand, flashback. So we do have the other rat we mentioned here, Marrow Gnar.
1: Yeah, and this is the guy that you actually want to be using as your general in your Relentless Rats deck. You know that? Exactly. 33 Relentless Rats and a Thrumming Stone.
0: Ugh. All right. <laughs> Alright, we're now in the top 25. These are cards with 12 total points or higher, and we're going to move our way up the list with a little more discussion for each of them. So, first up at 25th place with 12 total points, we have Balthor, the Defiled.
1: Yeah, this, this guy is really cool being able to return. Uh, is black and or red,
0: if I recall correctly? Yes.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, actually, uh, I've seen him combined with Inami listed way back when um to actually just throw a whole bunch of spirits onto the battlefield uh in one turn. And that was
0: that was actually a cool thing that I've seen done with him. So, yeah, he, I mean he can he can, he can definitely well. do some silly things with uh with instant swings like that, but he's also a uh, four mana two two. So eh. <laughs> One of my favorite generals is a four mana two two. says, fuck
1: four mana two two. Alright. You know,
0: four mana two two in black, like, it's not impressive to me. His effect is very good and you can definitely power out some cool things with it, but you're also just have the possibility of happening to be playing against a deck that's going to get even more out of it.
2: Yeah. Uh, does he he only returns your
1: um you black and or reds, correct? No. Oh. Each oh. player. Okay, yeah, that, that definitely weakens him a bit. I, I didn't realize he had that each player clause on him. Yep, and that's
0: why he is a 25th. Uh, at 24th, yeah, again with 12 total points, we have Endric Sar, Master Breeder.
1: I've never been a big fan
0: of Endric Sar, mostly because he just sacks himself. I'm not either. I'm not actually... Like, he ended up this high on the list mostly out of coincidence. He only has six power, but he got three in design for being a really flavorful, neat design, and three in flexibility because he... There's a lot of decks in black that like having just a ton of bodies on the field.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd honestly almost just rather have him in the 99
0: than as as a general, though. Just so he can keep pumping out Uh, tokens. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you on that one. Um, But I just, he got this high mostly off of how neat his flavor element is. Yeah,
1: he's, from a like, card design perspective, he's pretty cool.
0: It's a very, it's a very like neat, well-written card design. I enjoy it. Mm. Alright. In 23rd, we have Ashleg, the Extinguisher.
1: Yeah. I'm just checking out what he does. He is a 4-mana four 4-4 four, four, elemental shaman whenever Ashling the Extinguisher deals combat damage to a player. Choose target creature that player controls. He or she sacks that
2: creature. Yep, definitely, uh, definitely an interesting general. He's, he kind of reminds me of uh, uh, a
0: left.: a, Her flavor oh, text okay. says it's a she. Oh, she? Yep. Sorry. I'm not super familiar with Orwin, but apparently this is a she. So, um... I know very little about the Orwin lore also. It's a cool, like, force sac is is a neat effect, especially since it gets around like, it's a sacrifice that you get to choose while still getting around hexproof.
1: It doesn't get around hexproof. Choose target
0: creature. Oh, choose target creature, yeah, you're right. Just worded, weirdly.
1: Yeah, it's, it's weird because, like, it gets around indestructible, really, and that's about the most. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And at the that's same time, not... I guess they could have just blocked it with said indestructible creature. I mean, it's still a 4 mana 4-4, four, four. like, you're getting a good rate for it, it's just not not the yes. neatest. <laughs> Alright, next cool. List. It's cool to have. Yeah, it's cool to have. It's like, it's a cool, like, it's almost like a mini Threxamundar. Yeah.
1: So there's right. probably better four drops you could be going with.
0: Yeah. And we'll get to them. Next on the list, uh, at 22nd, we have Bantu the Glorified. New cards. Woo. It
1: just came out, uh, earlier this year. And for those you don't know, Bound to the Glorified is a 3-drop 4-6, and it has Menace and Indestructible, can't attack or block unless a creature died under your control this turn, and one in a black, sack another creature, scry one, each one loses one life, and you gain one life. And it's a cool card. Uh, I, I like it. It's easy to get into a mode where it can attack. Uh, especially because it has its own ability that can do that. The second ability just feels a little weak though. I mean drawing's yeah. good, but draining one in commander is fairly weak. I'd rather just be attacking with yeah. it,
0: honestly. And it's not even like a philonic sort. You don't even gain life equal to life lost. You just get one.
1: Yeah. It does at least have the benefit of coming down really early and
0: Basically, to a Four six. Yeah, and it's an evasive four six. So, I mean, it's okay. There's definitely worse options. It's just kind of it definitely falls flat. It doesn't even give you a real card advantage for mana and creature investment. Yeah, its biggest upside is the fact that it's a three drop. There's a there's another commander very high on this list that also has two mana sacrifice a creature as its cost
2: i'm blanking on what that one is but we'll be getting to
0: it you'll see you'll all see um oh it's it's not two man It's two life whatever uh <laughs> all right Kuro pit lord is at 21st we're still in the 12 point bracket here uh yeah, this is, I mean, I think this is my favorite take on the Lord of Pit kind of card.
2: Yeah,
1: and it's, it's not bad.
0: It's huge.
1: It's, it's also huge because hell. Um, I'd say the best thing about it is it can just gun down the opponent's field and then just crack in.
0: Yeah. Uh, one life to give minus one, minus one to target creature is solid. And four black a turn is not a big deal. One thing to note as we get higher on this list is that unlike white and blue, black actually has a ramp in it. And a nine mana commander isn't blatantly unplayable.
1: Yeah, and that four black a turn can be handled by one land. Thank you, Lake
0: of the Dead. Or an ulted uh, Lily of the Dark Realms. I've pulled that one off a few times. Yeah, that would work too. Basically, makes sure your frost flakes of the dead. Lily of the Dark Realms is just a—it's a very neat card.
1: <laughs> yeah, no one... the wizards regrets having designed
0: it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, it's always—it seems really low impact, and no one really thinks about it. And it can actually ult because no one's like, "Oh, we need to kill that Liliana of the Dark Realms."
1: Yeah, because all you're doing is well, quote-unquote, all you're doing is grabbing
0: swamps, And then you... Oh. Exactly. I love it. Alright, next on the list. Uh, coming in squarely at 20th is Limdool, the necromancer. This
1: is neat. He's an, this he, is he's neat. Definitely, he, he's an interesting zombie general. He's a little bit on the expensive side, but the fact that you get to like turn your opponent's creatures into your own zombies. That's that is cool to me.
0: Yeah, and it's not even like you're not just making a zombie with power toughness equal to the card. It's you get the card. You get the whole card and it's a zombie now and he can regenerate it. Yeah. So he gets to save the things that he takes from them. Which, he's yeah, he's a very I... well written package. Like it's all there. It's all on his card
1: yeah absolutely. I actually uh, years ago
0: was trying to build his death. I just never uh it up. It's actually uh Josh Estrella from our uh Ixalan's review episode is currently working on Limdul. ooh
1: you yeah. have to see his list once it's finished
0: all right in nineteenth place, we have kalitas blood chief of get this is the uh the first kalitas the not-as-good Kalitas. And that's why it's lower.
1: Yeah. He so is this... repeated removal.
0: Yeah, and so, he does yeah. net you no. profit. Like, he's definitely not bad. Again, 7 mana for an investment. Uh, he's actually very similar to Limdool.
1: Yeah, Yeah, actually. Oddly similar. Uh, steals the creature, 7 mana, 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, that's actually pretty close.
0: The difference is that he, I I like Limduel stealing better for actually having the effect, instead of just power and toughness. Yeah. Though
1: so this guy does at least promote, well, actually they both promote uh, tribal synergies, just different
0: tribes. Yeah. Honestly, I think this is a toss-up. Limduel or Kalitas could have come in uh, above each other. I think they're kind of six to one, half-dozen of the other. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They're so close. Alright, so everything we just said, uh, just just rewind the episode by about a minute and re-listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a boring, like, I don't know, they're very similar designs. I don't know who, I don't know. Alright, 18th place, Gonti, Lord of Luxury. This is our first 13 total point commander.
2: Alright, and
1: he, he is of Tech Stop General, so let's, uh, <sighs> follow so them really quick. He is a four mana two three death touch. When Gonti, Lord of Luxury enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of target opponent's library, exile one of them face down, and put the rest on the bottom of your library in, uh, left on the bottom of their library in, in a random order. You may look at uh, look at and cast that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast that spell. This card does. Two things just right that could have gone
2: terribly. He
1: he lets you cast uh, the spell with mana as though well, any type, and it's as long as it remains exiled, not for as long as you control Dante.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is a, he's a really well written version of this effect. This is a card I really appreciate the design on.
1: Yeah, we've, we've seen this ability, or at least similar abilities, that are just, they're just
0: slightly too wrong. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's nice. I think creature type Aetherborn Rogue is also relevant creature types. You can do some interesting things with those subtypes.
1: Yeah, Rogue had that whole uh, prowl thing that was going on in uh, Lorwyn Shadowmoor, and Aetherborn got a little bit of tribal support. Kaladesh block.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh yeah. He's he's a bit low on the list because he's a four mana two three. Evasion is nice, but he's still a four mana two three.
1: Yeah, he does at least have an interesting ability which yeah. I can I can respect and I understand why he'd be put
0: up high on this list for that ability. Super cool. Get some panharmonicon action. Get some Conjurer's Closet action going. Really abuse those ETB triggers.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you don't even have to do that too much, because sometimes just taking one or two cards uh, is just enough to really oh. seal things out. I mean, grabbing things like swords, or being able to snatch that soul, that soul ring off the top of the opponent's library before... Oh yeah, if here. you can
0: get the right thing. I had a... Yeah. I had a Gonti wants to steal Mind's Desire from me. Yeah, that's a sad one. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, next up in 17th, we have Sidizzy, Undead Vizier.
1: She's cool. cool. Uh, Basically, for those who don't know, 5 mana, 4, 6, Death Touch, Exploit, when it enters, you may the creature, uh, when she exploits a creature, you search a library for a card, put it in your hand, shuffle. So she's a demonic tutor on a creature, effectively repeatable, kind of actually goes into that uh, whole Conjurer's Closet panharmonicon thing that you were talking about it's uh, true. just a moment ago. She's good size for her cost, too. Yeah, like, I'm not embarrassed to play a 5-mana 4 set.
0: With death touch. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I like her. Um, She's definitely, I'd call her a lot more fair than uh, certain fetch-based commanders on this list. Um, She's kind of low because in in general, I find tutors to be a very weird thing in commander, especially when your commander is a tutor.
1: I like tutors, but I can understand that not everyone would
0: enjoy them because they can slow down the game when there's a lot of shuffling involved. And, and like, I'm not... I'm not against all tutors. I find them an awkward thing to have on your commander. Hmm. But that's just
2: me.
1: Yeah,
0: and, I mean, this didn't yeah, really affect understand. her place.
1: Yeah. Tutoring can lead to very samey gameplay, game after game after game. Exactly. some people like that. I'm personally fine with uh, more consistent decks even in singleton format but i understand how some people want their game so swingy from one game to the next yeah
0: all right next up in 16th we have king makar the gold cursed it's a cool design yeah i i like the flavor of him a lot yeah uh, this, this color actually has had a lot of just these really sweet designs
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, For those who don't know, King Makar is a 4-drop 2-3, inspired so when he uh, becomes untapped you may exile to a creature, and if you do, you create a
0: gold token, which is basically just like the treasures we're seeing now. So, I mean, you need a little bit of tricks up your sleeve to get him tapping consistently, because you don't want to be sending your 2-3 with no abilities into the red zone a whole lot.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of weird because uh, as far as memory serves, you don't see too many of the, uh, the type of creature you control abilities in, in uh, mono black. You, you have a few artifacts, like you have icy Manipulator and uh, Springleaf Drum that can help you. There's a few lands
0: that can also do that. Uh, but you don't have too much. Ooh, oh, move. here's there is one idea I hadn't even thought about. There are vehicles.
1: That is an idea
0: that definitely works uh, now. Vehicles is that an interesting is... idea, at least. Yeah, you get to, you to uh, suit up that smuggler's copter.
1: You played just a couple turns before him. <laughs>
0: it's worth noting. Out of curiosity, I pulled up the signature cards on EDH rec record him, and uh, all except one are colorless, or multi, or uh, or gold. Yeah, it uh, doesn't surprise me. This is more an artifact deck than a, than anything else.
1: Yeah, the he does have the unfortunate ability of he's very limited by what your opponent is doing. Though yeah. your opponent's not playing many creatures, I suppose that could be a good spot for you. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Alright. Next up, Geth, Lord of the Vault at 15th place.
1: He's... For those who don't know, guess is a 6 mana 5-5, five, five, Intimidate, X black, uh, put target artifact or creature card with converted mana cost X or less from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield and your control tap
0: and a player mills that many cards. Lots, ah. of, uh, lots of reanimator commanders.
1: <laughs> yeah, and personally, most of them just pale in comparison to one that's a bit higher up on the list. And yeah. this one's no different. He's his repeatable reanimation, because it's specifically from your opponent's graveyard. It, it can get very expensive to try and take some of their more impactful things. Uh, you can't grab back a blocker because it puts it onto the battlefield tapped. I mean, his rate's not the worst. He is a six mana five-five with Intimidate. But I mean, he's okay. He's not impressing me. I have honestly put him down a little bit further, but he does at least have uh, the way he does his ability is at least fairly unique. Yeah, and he's also, also. again,
0: it's a card where it's just the entire package is there. He is taking things from the graveyard and putting things into the graveyard to then take.
1: Uh, uh, You cut out there for a moment. Sorry about that. It's okay. You're saying, interesting, uh, just want to make sure I understood you Basically, he's interesting because he's helping to fuel himself because he's milling them also,
0: right? Yeah, it's just, it's a it's a very tidy design. It's, it's all there. Yeah, he,
1: yeah he, he does have that going for him,
0: definitely. Alright, in 14th, and I think this will be a bit contested by some people, but in 14th we have Ghoulcaller Gisa.
1: I definitely feel like she should be higher up on the list. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was expecting that. Five mana, three, four. Black tap sack creature create X two two black zombie creatures where X is the sack creature's power. It goes to what Cosenza was saying in the last uh, episode about armies in a can. We had a- another army in a can lower down. Endrick didn't like him as much because he sacked himself after a little bit. But Google color just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And even if you you're only fueling. Uh, are fueled by the 2-2 zombies, you're still increasing the number of zombies each time you activate her.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's definitely uh, a strong interesting commander, and I really do like her. Um, she could probably be moved a little higher up the list, but I have her this low because it's a nice design, and armies in the can are always a solid thing, and I mean, she does have a good power score for that reason. She does have a 7 in power. Um, it's just kinda it's it's not super exciting. It's it's not very, like, I don't read it and go, oh, now that's something I can really build around. It's It's, she's a good stuff commander that makes a small horde if given the chance, and I found in actual use, she tends to do so pretty slowly due to only being able to do it once a turn. Yeah, that's
1: that's where you got to kind of finagle uh, some things. Like, we have Illusionist Bracers, we have yeah. uh, Rings of Bright Hearth, which can help get things going a bit faster. And it, it I'm personally a, a fan of her, even though I've never built her deck. Uh, I think she, she deserves
0: a bit more love, but that's just me. Well, well let us know what you guys think. Uh, in 13th place, we have Micaius, the unhallowed. Three black, black, black for a 5-5. Intimidate. Whenever a human deals damage to you, destroy it. Other uh, non-human creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have Undying.
1: Ah, uh, Big Mike. He's probably the best lord as a general for uh, Mono Black. Because he's a lord
0: someone. for everything.
1: Yeah, he's not human. It, he even has his own infinite combo that. Um, when combined with Trike, uh, Triskelion. No, uh, yeah, yeah, that is there. Yeah, so He's,
0: quite frankly, there's not much to say about him, aside I he's really good. This is, to me, this is what a set mechanic mechan- uh, commander should look like because he's clearly working with the ideas of, of Innistrad Block and Dark Ascension, especially where they were focusing on non-human tribes. He works super yep. well with them, super flavorfully, and when that's taken into Commander, where you have access to so much more, he's still great, because non-human creatures is a really nice type line to have.
1: Yeah, and... And also going to that flavor thing you mentioned, the flavor to this guy is absolutely amazing when you combine him it. with Mateus the Lunarch.
0: Oh yeah, I love it. Uh, very, very oh, neat whole package. Alright. I got I forgotten yelled at a little bit for this one already, but uh in twelfth place we have Obnixilis the Fallen. This is the first creature, Obnixilis, the Landfall one. This is
1: not the Obnixilis that I have a problem with where you placed it. The other <laughs> one that we just kind of skim past, that's the one that I personally have a problem where you placed. This one, I think he's perfectly fine up here. he He's 5-mana 3-3, three, three, but he grows himself with Landfall and drains the opponent. It's, well, more just makes him lose life. I think this Obnixilis is, pretty good and honestly deserves his spot the other one should be bumped up
0: personally yeah you think you think obnixless unchained should be higher
1: yeah because he's he that other one is a six mana four four yes but he's flying trample he also punishes opponents for for something that you actually aren't the biggest fan of the repeated tutoring That's fair. And and also, he grows himself, also.
0: It's true. I mean, Obnixilus Unshackled is a nice card. Let's see, he was at 31st place in the 11-point category, just outside the the top 25. And that was because uh, he only got... I only gave him a 5 in power.
2: I think he deserves a little bit higher than a 5 in power, because he does a lot of punishing.
0: I suppose that's true. Um, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I... I just find him so uninteresting. Like, he's, he's a very effective hate card. He's something I'd love to have in the 99. He's not something I want to spend my command zone on.
1: I guess I can see that, but I mean, if I'm if I'm telling, like, Arkham decks and CSA decks that uh, they're not allowed to get away with doing their thing so easily, I'm fine
0: using a Obnixilus, oh, and Zerdex. Is- if he had some method of self-protection, I'd be a little more with it, but as it is, even if he were, they were in that situation, they'd just find a way to, to bounce them or kill him, and then use that turn to go off.
1: Yeah, I can I can
0: kind of see that, because I've actually done that. He's a nice trick when no one sees it coming at all. Oh, crap, like, my entire plan's gone now. But when everyone sees him in your command zone, everyone just goes, all right, I'm just going to wait an extra turn to go off.
1: Uh, yeah, I can I can see that. I still think he just he has a little bit of a uh, push,
0: but. Well, anyways, that's, we're that's supposed to be talking death. about our 12th place commander, Obnixilus the Fallen. Uh <laughs> He's a he's a he's a big hitter. He's a big hitter. Yeah. He does damage. Uh lots of damage. Like I think this is one of the more effective just straight doing damage black commanders.
1: Yeah, and he he alone is a reason to just run Specialons in a monocolored dash. There aren't too many commanders that really say, hey, do that,
0: but you he's know, one of them. Which is ironic. Because uh He would then later develop an intense hatred of Fetchlands. Only (laughs) five of them. right. Uh, Next up, in 11th place, this is the the beginning of the 14-point category, we have our last Obnixilus, Obnixilus of the Black Oath. This is the Plainswalker. I'll be honest. What? I forget what this guy does, I'll be honest. Uh, so Obnixilus of Black Oath is a three-black-black planeswalker type Nixilus. Uh, three loyalty, he has plus two, each opponent loses one life, you gain life equal to life lost this way. Minus two, put a five-five black demon creature with flying onto the battlefield, you get lo- you lose two life. And minus eight, you get an emblem with one and a black sacrifice creature, you gain X life and draw up cards where X is the sacrifice creature's power and he can be your commander. I'm not super sold. He's just... I mean, none of his abilities are particularly flashy, but I've found him to be a very nice, uh, good stuff commander for just... I like... I like Frey, Elise, and Green for a very similar reason. It always seems like they're just... They're doing what you need at that moment. He's there (laughs) producing... big, scary bodies when you need them. He's there just doing some life drain when you don't need them, and eventually he's gonna hit that ult. I have hit Omnixilis of the Black Oath's ult more than probably any other commander. Uh, more than any other planeswalker, I mean.
2: Yeah, I guess. I, I suppose he, he's...
1: If you're going for your, uh, Scolovar, you know, color slave, as I call them, um... If you're going for that, then he's definitely a
0: a good enough color slave for model he's, black. He's also, it's worth noting, he's tied with Obnixilus the Fallen in every category except design, where he got an extra point, because all of the Planeswalker commanders get a nice extra point for being so unique.
2: Planeswalker commanders
1: are definitely a unique thing, and I wouldn't be too sad about, uh, I wouldn't be upset, I mean, if uh, they came back.
0: Uh, I've never to really used one as a commander, but they're at least interesting. I have used at least three of them relatively frequently. Alright. And, uh, alright, next up we have, in 10th place, we are now in our top 10, Kalitas, trader of Get. Uh, this is the I've... new Kalitas, the good one. I, I love this guy. Four drop,
1: three, four, lifelink. If a non token creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead and, and create a two two black zombie creature token. Two in a black, stack another vampire or a zombie, put two plus one plus counters on him. He is so good. So good. He is. If I had to choose a uh, four drop black commander instantly. Instantly, instantly, instantly. Yeah. He Violent makes holiday. a
0: lot yeah. of the other four drop black commanders look a lot worse. Yeah, he he, he grows, he's built in hate, is he's, he's not expensive. He's for a decent sized body. He's He's encouraging he's little two little. very commonly played tribes. Yeah. And yeah, cool. the sacrifice theme
1: also is a Common theme in black. I could probably gush about Kali Tuff, Shader of Get, for 10, 15 minutes straight,
0: somehow. It's a great We're card. Probably, yeah, probably wandering into more modern territory, but still. Flexibility here is great. I mean, he's, he's a good creature on his own. He makes for a solid Voltron because of that. He has two good tribes associated with him. He, uh, can also just be a good stuff. He can be a Voltron. I I love him. I think this is a great yeah, commander. And, and he's got relevant creature types also. We're now at the most fun part of the list where it's just it's just listing off how great all these cards are. Alright. Yeah. Number 9. Chainer. Dementia Master. This is a 5 black black for a 3-3. Three, three. All Nightmares get plus 1 plus 1. Uh pay Black Black Back and three life to put target creature card from a graveyard into play under your control. That creature is black and a nightmare in addition to his other creature types. When he leaves the game, remove all nightmares from the game. I love this guy. i built this deck. Oh my
1: god, he is so fun. This is uh, he's another guy I could gush about for a while.
0: This is he's... one of my favorite as far as uh reanimation commanders goes.
1: He's hands down my favorite. I think he's actually the strongest reanimator general. He he can take from either or any graveyard. It's a pretty negligible cost. He pumps what he takes. The, the yeah. last line, when he leaves, exile all nightmares, comes up surprisingly less than you think.
0: Yeah, that's actually uh, why he's as low as he is, in that he's the only one of these reanimator commanders that takes all of his reanimations with him when he dies.
1: Yeah, though, you, if you're stealing from the opponent's graveyard, that's not a big deal, in my opinion. And if you're reanimating from your own graveyard, you just have to ask back outlets, and then it, that last line is null and void. It's true. Uh, but... And From my experience, people really don't utilize that last line as much as they
0: probably should. That doesn't seem correct to me. (laughs) But I've also never actually uh, sat down across from one of these. So, I mean, it's just a flavorfully just slam dunk. It's a very tidy, neatly written card.
1: Yeah, and he's from one of my uh, favorite old sets.
0: Same, actually. And also, I love the story. Alright, 8th place, Erebos, god of the dead, the good black god.
2: Yeah, Erebos is pretty sweet. He's
1: 4-drop, uh, 5-7 indestructible, uh, you need um, 5 devotion to black in order for him to actually be a creature. Uh, your opponents can't gain life, and 1 of the black pay 2 life draw cards, so uh, slightly less powerful than greed, but... The ability to lock your opponents out of gaining life is really cool, especially because a lot of people seem to like
0: to gain life in EDH. Yeah, despite it, it's not that great, but it's a useful effect attached to a really well-sized, incredibly difficult-to-remove body. The Theros gods were all just so mechanically awesome. Uh, I think Erebos is probably... Yeah, looking at this list, I'd, I'd call Erebos the best color slave. He doesn't really have any build around with him. He's just a really nice thing to have in your black deck. Yeah, he's just all utility. All right. Not much to say there, so we'll move right along to, uh... In seventh place, at the top of the 14-point bracket, we have Shirei Shizo's Caretaker. I love this card. So this is a four black spirit, uh, 2-2. Never a creature card power one or less is put into your graveyard from play, you may return that creature card to play under your control at the end of turn if Shirei Shizo's Caretaker is still in play.
1: It's a cool ability, but it almost feels a little limiting to me, so for that, I would push it down. But it is probably the best uh, commander to promote the, um, the Shadowborn Apostle back.
0: Yeah, I'd actually beg to... I'd I'd beg to differ as a limiting factor, because one, definitely the Shadowborn Apostle deck with with Shiray is insane. Uh, Two, I've actually ended up playing against this card a few times uh, a few weeks ago now, and it is just such an interesting combo, incremental gain kind of deck, where we all just kind of shrugged it off because it's a bunch of one-power creatures, but... I have never seen a uh, a commander deck effectively use the Bog Brew Witch Trifecta. Hmm. He just... I see the- once you have bad. the board set up right with this, you, you just have access to a bunch of repeatable removal, repeatable sacks, everyone's discarding everything, and it quickly becomes this incredibly stacked deck. I have only beaten it... Uh, by just comboing off with Doretti and ignoring his board state altogether.
1: It might be something that I have
0: to see to believe. It's definitely uh, a just fascinating deck to watch run. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to actually see how it,
1: how it works. Uh, I think the biggest problem
0: with it is the fact that it's a 5-drop 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, that's true. Just kind of a dirtle there for a while. Once people catch on, it's a lot less effective.
2: Or you just ramp into him. You are mono-black. we
0: have exactly. that. Start All right. Run. In 6th place, with 15 points just outside the top 5, we have Yeheni, Undying Partisan.
1: Yeheni, Undying Partisan. 3-drop, 2-2. Two, two, Etherborn Vampire. Haste, when a creature an opponent controls dies, put a one pulse counter on him, and sack another creature. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Interesting. I mean, he's not expensive, so like a three-drop two-two is not bad. Has haste, so he can be aggressive in there. It's kind of a, it's a little weird to me that it's strictly the opponent's creature um, when he has his own sack ability. I mean, I know that can be heavily abused. If, that's, uh,
0: that's the point. <laughs> they could
1: have just slap down and do this once a turn.
0: But. It's true. I mean, it's just so powerful to be able to, you know, play this guy, sack some random creature to give indestructible, and then just slap down a damn nation and swing for 13.
1: Yeah, definitely when you're getting into the later game, doing that yeah, is pretty it's, good. I mean,
0: it's very easy to just do a, you know, Swamp Dark Ritual, Yeheni, Swing for Two on Turn 1 game plan.
1: Yeah, or even Swamp Mana clip.
0: Yeah, there's a various ways you can pull it off. And it's... Yeheni is good. I mean, it's... it's uh, one of the more recent cards is one of the few on this list I've actively built around, um, and the power is definitely there as a, almost Isamaru voltron commander where part of its power is coming from how early it comes down and from there how hard it can be to get rid of it
1: all right I guess as an Isamaro style uh, commander I can kind of see where the power is coming from I think I'd, I'd love to see the deck in person and yeah. get to actually face it
0: that's fair all right bringing you into our top five again with 15 points we have Skitherix, the blight dragon. Skittles.
1: I uh, I love Skittles, uh he is a five drop four four flying infect and black gains haste, black black, regenerate. He is death in the skies, he can kill in one to two hits pretty easily. He gets a lot of hate from what
0: I've heard. Uh definitely from people who play him. <laughs> uh but he is as high as he is for a reason. Um, there's also a matter of flexibility here. He's, he's good as a color slave. He's good as a Voltron build around. He's good in an infect deck. Uh, he's good as a good stuff. Uh, he's good. He's good. He's really, yeah, he's- really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he, because you can just give him haste, he doesn't even have to wait for his stuff. Uh, for a second turn, you can just get in there because people prioritize getting rid of
0: him. Quite a lot, from what I've heard. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd imagine if I had a giant death dragon bearing down on me, I'd want him gone, too. Great, uh, rate. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, yeah, these are the best commanders. So, uh, number four, Shieldred, the Whispering One. 5-black-black for a 6-6 Praetor with Swamp Walk at the beginning of your upkeep, return to creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield, beginning of each opponent's upkeep, that player sacrifices a creature.
2: Not sold on her being this high, honestly. Like, all the
1: uh, Praetors are pretty powerful, but... She's... As a reanimation general, she's not... I don't think she's stronger than uh, Chainer, honestly. Uh, she does have a little bit of a stacky ability, but she's kind of getting up there in the cost, even though she's a 6-6. The evasion is good, though.
0: Yeah, she's she's evasive. The mana cost, again, this is one of those things where mana cost is less relevant with these higher rank commanders, because, like, I wouldn't call her poorly rated. 7 mana is completely worthwhile for this effect. Um, I can see in, as a dedicated reanimator, the comparison with Channer, she is a little worse, but the fact that there's, there's no frills attached. Like, you're not getting back a zombie, you're not getting back a nightmare, you're not getting back a vampire, you're getting back the card you want. It's on the battlefield, it doesn't go away if she goes away, it doesn't have some gimmick about it, you just... It's not even a token! You just get the card back. You have a card, and then she also effectively shuts down a lot of decks. Uh, you know... Like Mizzix, like Narset, like talran these decks that rely on having one creature out all the time are really, really hard against Shieldred.
1: Yeah, like, if the game is starting to go long, and by long I mean getting to, like, turn six, um, to give you an idea of the types of games I like to play, then yeah, she's, uh, she's definitely, uh, pretty powerful, um, but, before that point, you're really being pressured to get her resolved, and True. this may just be coming from like the difference in where we where we each want to be playing the game. Where I'm thoroughly enjoying playing turns one through
0: five, where by experience, much of Commander tends to be played with one through five being uh, the setup turns.
2: Hey, the whole game is set up.
0: Alright. Alright. Uh I guess we'll uh we'll agree to disagree on this one. I think she she is as good as I'm claiming here.
1: And I'll say she deserves a little bit lower, but agree to disagree. I'm fine with
0: that. Alright. Next up, Drana Colostria Blood Chief. Legendary vampire shaman, four four flying. Uh, X black black, target creature, gets minus zero, minus X until end of turn. and Clastry of Bloodchief, gets plus X, plus zero until end of turn.
1: She, I like. I like her up here, um, in particular because she can get to the point where she can one to two shot people, uh, if you exactly. have enough.
0: Evasive mana, removal, death on a stick.
1: And it's, that uh, it's, uh, five mana, so... Really easy to get out within the first few
0: turns. And
1: really she's a vampire. a vampire. It's and she's a an vampire. Creature mm-hmm.
0: Relevant creature type. Relevant creature type. relevant abilities. Relevant stats. Good rate. Good card. Yeah. So this is uh this is our top three. This is the sixteen point category. Along with Shield Dread was also sixteen points. I don't remember if I said that or not. All right, top That's of the sixteen 100. point. Top of the sixteen point bracket in number two. We have Liliana, heretical healer, and Liliana, defiant necromancer. All right,
2: uh, you want to cover this card, or you want me to? Uh,
0: I think this is, is one level level where you I think this is one we're not going to read the whole text on. It's a, the other mono black planeswalker commander, effectively. Um, and this would would you call this the the best? Uh
1: reanimator uh, No, honestly it's it's uh, double checking hard to see if it's yeah, it's from your graveyard. Yeah. That that your versus a graveyard is probably the biggest limiting factor for both Sheldred and Liliana.
0: Her ult does not say that though.
1: The teacher does, you turn into the battlefield, and...
0: Alright, yeah, her,
1: her ult, though. I usually don't like to judge Planeswalkers too heavily on their ults, unless they can hit that ult, like, in one to two turns. doesn't like, generally uh, true, uh, but normally, normally
0: you normally you can flip her on turn three or four pretty easy, and, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, she's going to tick up to that ult pretty quick if you can protect her.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of the big thing, if you can protect her. I suppose. I mean her her plus being the same one as um uh, Liliana of the Vale, uh but plus two is really nice. And she can at least protect herself if you have anything in the graveyard cheap
0: enough. Yeah. I mean flavor is super cool here. Again, the, the flip walkers and command walkers get bonus design points for how awesome their design is. How unique they are mechanically, and her flexibility is really there too. She's uh she's an interesting choice for like a zombie commander deck. She's a reanimator commander. She's a good stuff commander, and uh, she's a planeswalker. So she is mechanically unique,
1: and she's cheap enough. So it's
0: it's not like you feel bad about casting her, exactly. and if quickly. All right, and last but not least. In number one, one of, I think, I think the most recent commander on this list, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Very yeah. possibly. I can't think of a newer one. Nope, there's there's no mono-black ones in Exelon, So, uh, Razaketh, the Foul-Blooded. Five black, black, black for an 8-8 eight, eight demon flying trample. Pay two life, sacrifice another creature, search your library for a card, put that card in your hand, shuffle your library.
1: Definitely powerful. Even though it costs a billion mana, um it's it's got flying trample, it's got the body, and that ability is that ability is what sells it.
0: Yeah. Which no mana cost, no tapping, you can just play him immediately tutor up all of your combo pieces.
1: If you have the the creatures, which you know, this would be the deck that you throw entrixar into the yeah. ninety nine.
0: Yeah, I mean, by the time you're playing your 8-mana demon, you have a few creatures on the board.
1: Yeah, you could even get out of Bitter Blossom pretty easily and just...
0: (laughs) Exactly. uh, Incredibly powerful. Uh, His body alone is amazing, and he can win off damage, and he assembles basically any combo you want very easily.
1: Yeah, you can just just go grab your... um, Bring the bright hearth, grab your, uh, uh, playing on the word, uh, it's Monolith, Assault Monolith, yeah. and just grab your Exanguinate, and then you just win on the time you get to actually play Offerate.
0: Yeah. Any number of things that he can pull off, and they're all insane. So, uh, yeah. definitely pound for pound the single best Black Commander. Pretty much, yeah, like, I
1: can't think of anyone who's legal who can really rival him. It's his, it's, it's silly. <laughs> his his cost is his only drawback, and eight mana for an eight eight is not a bad rate, honestly. Yeah,
0: he's expensive, but even his raw stats are solid. Like eight mana, eight eight. We have Lorthos the Tide Maker is a usable commander. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't yeah, have flying does. and trample. Does tap things, but he doesn't grab your instant win. It's true. So, yeah, that is uh, that is every Mono Black Commander ranked.
1: Yep, and we've got some interesting ones in there.
0: Yeah, so to review that one more time, our top ten was Kalitas, Traitor of Get, Chainer, Dementia Master, Erebos, God of the Dead, Shire Shizo's Caretaker, Yeheni, Undying Partisan, Skitherix, the Blight Dragon, Shieldred Whispering One, Drana, Calastria Bloodchief, Liliana, Heretical Healer, and Razaketh, the Foul-Blooded.
1: Yep, man. Was there anything else you think we needed to cover at this point?
0: Uh, well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Wayne, for uh, coming on to do this with me, and I, I'm sure we'll have you more as we continue through this project. I
1: look forward to being with you again.
0: As always, we are Top Deck Heroes. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Top Deck Heroes. We're on Tapped Out uh, where I don't believe we have any decks currently going up due to uh, the danger of what we've been working on right now, but that is where any decks we uh, do focus on will get posted. Uh, We're on Twitter at Top Deck underscore Heroes, although I'm a bit bad at managing that right now so the best place you're going to get responses is going to be the facebook page uh let us know what you think let us know what your thoughts on this project we're doing and what your favorite black commander is and we'll see you next week
2: see ya bye guys